Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Friday. I am so glad that you are here on the podcast after three days of having no podcast episodes. It was very weird for me. It was very weird to not be recording podcast episodes, but I literally couldn't. My throat was so sore. It was uh, it was actually pretty bad. It was one of the worst colds I think I've ever had. It almost felt like a flu, but it wasn't quite a flu because I didn't have a fever, but it was just a really nasty cold. And as you can probably hear, I'm still kind of, I still kind of have a little bit of it, but it's not like it was. So I'm thankful to say that I am better now. And thank you to everybody who contacted me, praying for me. That was very, very kind of you. But as you can hear, I am on the mend. I am nice and healthy again. So today we're going to be reading Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 5. Only five short little verses here. And I'm actually looking forward to talking about today's portion of scripture because I'm going to be introducing Delilah to you guys. And we're going to talk about who Delilah really is, this mysterious woman that Samson falls in love with. All right, so grab your Bible, the most important thing that you could have this morning, and then your cup of coffee as well. The second most important thing (laughs) that you could have this morning. All right, and let's go ahead and read Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 5 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as usual. Samson went to Gaza and saw there a prostitute and went into her. The Gazites were told Samson is here. They surrounded him and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all that night, saying, Wait until morning light, then we will kill him. Samson lay until midnight, then arose at midnight and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city with the two posts and plucked them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of the mountain that is before Hebron. It came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Serek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him, and see in which his great strength lies, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will each give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. As we're going through discussing Samson's life, you can absolutely see how Samson mirrors both modern Christianity nowadays and also the Israelites back in his time period, how they were constantly falling away from God to go do whatever they wanted to do, how they were kind of trying, pretending to follow God, but not actually following God in their hearts. Like, for example, here, Samson, who is a Nazarite man, which means he has taken a special vow to God to be set apart, to be even more holy than other people of his time period. That was what the Nazarite vow was. It was a special vow to dedicate oneself completely to God. And it included not cutting their hair. It included not drinking any alcohol or any grape products at all, not eating any grapes, which uh, I broke that one last night. The grapes are in season right now where I'm at. And I got some conquered grapes. Oh, so good. And uh, (laughs) I was just chewing on them last night and they were making my throat feel better. So I already broke one of the Nazarite vows. You're not supposed to eat grapes. But anyway, I'm not a Nazarite, though. 
So Samson was a Nazarite and he wasn't supposed to do these things. Now, of course, we've seen that he was likely eating grapes in the past uh, chapters we were talking about him. He was possibly drinking alcohol at the parties. He was also uh, marrying Philistine women, which that was not technically part of the breaking the vow, but kind of because the Israelites weren't supposed to intermarry with pagans. And that's what the Philistines were. They were pagans. They hadn't uh, converted to Judaism. And you can see that Samson is constantly falling for these Philistine women over and over and over again. And that's what Israel was doing. They were always like, I want to be like the nations around me. I want to be like the world. I want to follow the same thing that the world is doing. I want to worship these other gods along with Yahweh. And I mean, that is what modern Christians in some churches, not all, but in some churches are doing today as well. They're, they're adopting all of these principles that the world has and they're integrating them into Christianity. But that is wrong. Christianity is what we find in the Bible. And if it's outside of what we find in the Bible, then it is not Christianity. And we're falling into the same trap that Samson fell into time and time again. And uh, the Israelites as well, constantly falling into that trap of wanting to be like the world, but also wanting the benefits of Yahweh. But we can't do that because it's mentioned so many times in scripture that God is not okay with that. He does not like that. You either follow him the way he wants you to follow him with the Christian principles found in scripture or just don't follow him. The people who kind of follow God, but also kind of like the world, that's the lukewarm Christians we read about in Revelation, where God actually says he's going to spit those people out of his mouth. And I I say the word Christian very lightly there, lukewarm Christians. It's people that kind of want Christianity, but also want the benefits of the world. They want to live both lives. They want the world and they also want God. But you can't do that. And Samson is a very good example of a lukewarm Israelite man. Definitely likes the world, kind of likes God as well. So Samson goes into Gaza, which why was he in Gaza? No clue. That was a Philistine region back in those days. And uh, Samson had no business there unless he was trying to plan an attack against the Philistines, which very well could have been. And Samson was like a one man army. You find out he was the only judge that worked alone. I don't know if it was because he had a really hard time working with other people, which very well may have been the case. Or if uh, if other people at this time didn't actually want to fight against the Philistines, which very well may have been as well. The Israelites could have been very complacent in their situation of just wanting, just not caring if the Philistines were over them or not. But anyway, Samson goes into Gaza alone and he's in a Philistine region, but he sees this prostitute. It says right there, he saw in there a prostitute and went into her, meaning he went into her room to have sex with her. So likely this prostitute woman, I am sure, was a Philistine woman because he was in a Philistine region and Israelites were not technically supposed to be prostitutes. That was in the Old Testament law. Now, I don't know if Israelites strayed so far away from the law that there were Israeli prostitutes at this time or Israelite prostitutes. Not sure, but 
this woman was most likely a Philistine prostitute. So Samson likes what he sees. Once again, basically breaking his Nazarite vow because he was supposed to remain clean. And obviously going and having sex with pagan prostitutes is not a clean thing for an Israelite Nazarite man to do. But he does it anyway. So he goes into her bedroom and the Gazites or the Gazites were there and they find out that Samson is in their region. Now, I don't know if Samson went into Gaza like in disguise. He very well could have because he was a wanted man. The Philistines did not like Samson. Don't forget, they hated him. They wanted him dead. I don't know if, if Samson was just so brazen and truly believed that there was nothing that could touch him. Like he had this like immortality thing going on because of his great strength, which he could have. Like if you look at Samson's attitude, he was very brazen, right? He, he was a jokester and he didn't take a lot of things very seriously. So maybe he just walked into Gaza without a costume on, but possibly he had a costume on to uh, disguise himself. So the Gazites were told that Samson is there. They find out. And so they're surrounding the prostitute's home, and it says they laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city. So the gates are shut. They're shutting Samson in to the city. They close and bolt and lock the gates so that he cannot get out of that city. And the Philistines are like, okay, when morning is here, we're going to kill Samson as he tries to get out of the city, but he's not going to be able to get out. We're going to kill him. But anyway, Samson wakes up at midnight, okay? Don't know why he woke up. Maybe he knew he was in danger. Maybe he realized that he shouldn't be in that city in the first place. Maybe he kind of realized he broke his Nazarite vow. Who knows why he woke up, but he wakes up realizing that he's in danger. And so it says that he gets up and he takes a hold of the doors of the gate of the city with the two posts and plucked them up bar and all. <laughs> and he put them on his shoulders and walks away. <laughs> and not only walks away, he walks for like several miles with these huge gates on his shoulders. Now think about this. This isn't just like a little gate that you find like in your backyard or like in somebody's yard. This is not that type of gate. This is a city gate. This thing probably weighed hundreds of pounds. Like if you think about it, a, a city gate, this thing weighed a lot. And yet Samson pulls the entire thing up out of the ground, including the legs that were like stuck into the ground. And he carries it on his shoulders <laughs> and then just like walks away. Now, I imagine that the Philistines, because they were waiting for morning, did not expect Samson to like wake up at midnight and walk away with their uh, city gate. I'm going to imagine nobody thought that Samson was going to do this. So they were probably all asleep. And then the, when they wake up in the morning, their gate isn't there and Samson's gone. <laughs> and then they find the gate up on a mountain that is before Hebron. So that is how far Samson carried this gate. He carried it for several miles up a mountain 
and left it there for the Philistines to find. And meanwhile, Samson's already in Hebron, which would be like an Israelites area. So Samson escapes from that place. Now, here's the thing that's that's interesting about this. Samson went into Gaza to sin with a prostitute. And yet God's spirit was still with Samson during all of this. There's so many times in scripture where God calls the Israelite people prostitutes or people that engage in prostitution. Rather, we're going to see a lot of that coming up in the uh, in the prophets where God constantly refers to the Israelites as engaging in prostitution because they were always forgetting about Yahweh and trying to find to worship all these other gods. They were always wanting to worship other gods and Yahweh called that prostitution. The Israelites were constantly prostituting themselves away from God, and that was hurting God's heart. The same way that if your spouse went and slept with a prostitute, male or female, behind your back, how would you feel if that happened? You would be devastated. You would be absolutely devastated because your spouse just betrayed your trust completely. And God felt the same exact way towards Israel. He was deeply saddened that his people were always playing the prostitute with these other idols. And that's exactly what Samson was doing here. But yet, even when Israel was constantly from the very beginning of time, basically, constantly prostituting themselves out to other gods, God himself, Yahweh, was still giving Israel blessings and still giving them the Holy Spirit and still calling them to himself over and over again and showing them so much mercy and grace in spite of all of that. And that's what God is doing here with Samson as well. Samson is set apart, a different individual, a Nazarite man playing the prostitute with a prostitute. And yet God is still giving him grace and showing him mercy through all of this. So afterward, it says that Samson ends up loving this woman whose name was Delilah. Now, here's what's super interesting about Delilah. She has a Hebrew name. Delilah is Hebrew and it means night. It means nighttime. Now, fun fact, Samson's name means little sun, S-U-N, like a sun in the sky. That's what Samson's name means. It means light. And Delilah's name means darkness or nighttime. So I just found that really interesting. Now, of course, I don't think Samson pieced that together at all. He just fell in love with this woman named Delilah. But she had a Hebrew name. So there's some debate whether or not she was a Hebrew woman. We don't know. A lot of people like to say that she was likely Philistine because she lived in an area that might have kind of been a Philistine area. It was like right on the border. So she could have been a Philistine woman. And also because she began talking to the Philistine men, whereas Philistines were probably a lot less likely to engage in conversation with an Israelite woman or a Hebrew woman. So a lot of people like to speculate that Delilah was, in fact, a Philistine. I kind of lean towards towards Delilah being a Philistine for actually one reason. And that's because Samson really seems to like his Philistine women. <laughs> He's always after the Philistine women. He just likes them. He doesn't like the Hebrew women. Clearly, he's first he marries 
a Philistine woman. Then he's, uh, you know, having sex with a Philistine prostitute, most likely. And uh, that's why I think that Delilah was most likely a Philistine. It was because Samson just didn't want what God wanted for him. The Israelite men were supposed to marry inside of Israel. They're supposed to take a wife from the tribes of Israel. And Samson just didn't want that. Now, even though Delilah had a Hebrew name, that doesn't mean that she was Hebrew. It could be that some of that culture integrated into Philistine culture as well, since they lived so close to each other and so side by side. Or it could be that possibly someone in Delilah's family was Hebrew at one point in time and named her a Hebrew name, but she herself was not a Hebrew woman. She was a Philistine. So anyway, it says that the lords of the Philistines came up to Delilah and said, entice him, which most likely means like something sexual, right? And see in which his great strength lies and how we can prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. So they're asking Delilah to do them this favor. And he's, they're like, hey, Delilah, you know, Samson really seems to have a crush on you. So we want you to entice him, you know, treat him real nice, butter him up. And uh, if you do all that and you find out how he's so strong and how we can overtake him, then we will give you each 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, that means that Delilah would have been extremely rich if she went ahead and did this, because 1,100 pieces of silver from each man that was like asking her to do this would be a boatload of money. And so Delilah, you can clearly see here that she doesn't really love Samson all that well. She loves money a lot. (laughs) She doesn't love Samson all that much because she agrees. And we're going to talk more about that and what happens with Delilah and Samson on Monday. So make sure you tune in then. We'll talk more about uh, this cursed romance between Samson and Delilah. But friends and faithful listeners, you know Advent is just around the corner. Like it is coming up super fast here. So make sure to get your Adore Teen Girls Guide to Advent. That's one of my favorite things I've ever written. I came out with it last year. It is a very festive and fun study for teenage girls. So if you know a teenage girl, or if you have a teenage girl, or if you are a youth leader or know a youth leader that's looking for content for teenage girls, please recommend Adore to them and check it out yourself. It is linked in the description of this podcast episode. Friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all on Monday. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And uh, hopefully this uh, upcoming week, we'll have no problems with our episodes. I'll be nice and healthy and recovered and we'll have one every single day. But anyway, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Happy listening and God bless.